What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. And if it weren't for this blockbuster Stafford trade, if it wasn't for the Super Bowl, man, it'd be a slow week in, in sports. We we would have to tell y'all again about a Nets loss. And at this point, it's getting a little redundant, especially since they're still second in the East. But with that being said, we got a show for y'all today. We got the Stafford trade. We got Deshaun Watson still one out. We got the two oldest head coaches or oldest head coaching matchup in Super Bowl history. We we got a lot for you. So just come on, take a seat. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man with the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got a little old MC. That's me, Kenton Gibbs. Now, folks, Super Bowl Sunday is here. We all know it's an American holiday, right? Like, we all know that. We we all know you got to pay more for a commercial than most people will ever make in their lifetime for the Super Bowl. That's the impact that the Super Bowl has. So with that being said, Chiefs versus Bucks. The Chiefs are a heavy favorite. Who do y'all have? I am going. I'm changing my pick the entire year. I've been saying the Chiefs before we started the season on this podcast. I said the Chiefs. I've been betting against Brady for too long. I've done it before in New England and it never worked out for me. I got the Bucks winning on Sunday. Wow. Wow. Mm. That's a very guiding like thing to do. That is a very like guiding thing to do. I ain't never seen nobody sell like this before. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so so Brady is like your full reasoning for for picking the uh for picking the bucks here. It's full reasoning. Okay, you know what? Sometimes the quarterback is the most important position in football. I understand. Sometimes it's full stop. You just gotta go with that. I'm not Chris, even you gonna say do you think it's gonna be a shootout though, guy? Um, no, I think it's going to be a slower pace game. I think, I think Brady going to try to control the pace of the game. I don't think, um, he's going to have the greatest of games, but I don't know what it is. It's something about when he's on the field. I don't know if he played with a Bible in his pocket or something, but the lightning might come over Raymond James stadium and hit the ball at the right point and give, I don't know what's going to happen, but he just happened to be in the right place in the right time, man. Right. Right. Okay. So you you don't think that he gonna play his best game, but you just do know like, hey, hey, this man made the Super Bowl last week. Well, how many picks? You know what? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. The Chiefs are not heavy favorites. They're only three point favorites, which is surprising to me. But I I, I digress. You're right. They won the NFC Championship with him throwing three picks in the second half. But that that to me. And again, this is why I say wins on a QB stat. That to me speaks much more to uh to the the Buccaneer defense than it does their offense. I said from the jump. I said when this as soon as I found out about this, I said the Bucks problem would not be on defense this year. And it wasn't. It wasn't. They they didn't have no problems down the stretch. They weren't the ones that allowed the game to get close down the stretch. It was it was terrific time turning the ball over every chance he could. But you know, I digress. I digress. Chris, who you got taking it, man? Like yes, you don't have to ask me that question. You know who I'm got taking it. And it ain't the forty three year old. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? That and that's I'll tell you what, that's that's a smart pick there. That's a smart pick. I again, and I'ma just say this, Guyton, I get it. Betting against Brady, 
historically has been a bad proposition. The future is now, old man. The future is now. It's it's time. It's time. I, I just don't see how he can have that many mistakes against that that Chiefs offense, bro. You put the only way to beat Patrick Mahomes is to not let Patrick Mahomes get on the field. And the way Brady turned that ball over, Patrick Mahomes is gonna be on the field 30 minutes. Here's here's the thing that I'm 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 really confused that like people are just not getting at all. The Bucks and Chiefs have already played once this year. Like, and, and, and in that game, it was a three-point game. It was a close game, but it was only close because Kansas City completely took their foot off the gas. Tyreek Hill had 200 yards in the first half. Tyreek Hill, th- the receiver. I think we was recording while that game was going on live, wasn't we? And we said that, matter of we fact. We surely were. <laughs> we surely were. So with that being said, I don't I don't understand how again, like I said, people can say, oh, the Chiefs the the the, the Bucks just did a great job of getting back into that game. If you watch that game, you know the Chiefs let up. They were like, eh, eh, all right, well, that's enough. That's enough. They stopped picking on Carlton Davis. That's how I know they let up. Carlton Davis was getting dunked on. That young man was fish food the entire game. And then all of a sudden <laughs> in the second half, they were like, all right, uh, we're going to leave him alone now. Like, that that was a mercy showing by them. But anywho, uh, yeah, so with that being said, this is this is uh, gearing up to be a, a pretty good Super Bowl. I think it's going to be high scoring, honestly. I think it's going to be high scoring, but I don't think it's going to be close. Well, the odds say... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I, I just think the Chiefs are going to run away with this. The odds say the over is 56 and a half points, and the Chiefs are favored by three points. Yeah. All righty. I, I think I, I think the – honestly, I think that the Chiefs are going – like, you know, you know how during the regular season they take their foot off the gas? This is the last game of the year. They absolutely have no reason to take their foot off the gas. You get what I'm saying? So, and they learned from the first time. If you take right. your foot off the gas against this team, against this Bucks team, they will find a way back in the game. Right. Because at and that then, time, the Bucks were seven and four, and everybody was like, "Well, yeah, they aren't as good as we thought they were." And that's like a switch, though, Gibbs. You feel me? Like if a team could take their foot off the gas and still come out the win, that's like they flip flipping the switch on and off. So, when you got that type of luxury in the NFL. I don't see you losing. Exactly. Exactly. It's not often that you see that. It's not often that you see a team basically go radio silent on offense for the better part of a half and they still win. But, you know, that's we're going to leave it at that. Um, and more heartbreaking news and, and very, very sad news that, you know, it, it, I don't even want to read this story. If, if, if one of y'all want to take the wheel on it, feel free, but. <laughs> oh, oh, you know I definitely will for the Lions fans. Go ahead, <laughs> you know, I, I, go ahead, because I don't, even, I don't even want to get into it. Well, ahead, all, all of you that were worried about the Lions, which isn't there, shouldn't be many of you after after the last couple hey, years. Hey, kiss but, my ass, man. Kiss my ass. Uh, there shouldn't we be. Still but, here. but, but, but you got you got Stafford was traded to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff and. And some picks. 
How do you guys feel? Let me let me just hear from you first, nah, guys. You go respect my quarterback. You go say them picks. The 2021 <laughs> third round pick, 2022 first, and the 2023 first. You go respect my quarterback. Okay, the Lions got a haul, and they got Jared Goff, who isn't a scrub, but he's nah, no he, like he's a scrub. But he, I think he's gonna be a good stopgap. I think it'll be a good stopgap. But just yeah, nah, just I mean, it's not it, it's not it's not a super tail off. Like y'all could have right. ended up with like a. Ryan Tannehill or Ryan Fitzpatrick, you get what I'm saying? Like that would be a super drop off. Well, Tannehill not as much, but a Fitzpatrick. Take, I was just about to say, if you tell me Tannehill or golf, mm, mm. but Fitzpatrick. Okay, let's let's say Fitzpatrick. Y'all could have yeah, got like Fitzpatrick, a Fitzpatrick. I'm upset now. Fitzpatrick, I'm upset. He gonna okay. he gonna do his Fitz magic thing for one or two games. Then he gonna fall off the face of the earth like he always. Right, going for Stafford to a Fitzpatrick, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that that pretty stink because. But however, right. I I, right. I think the Lions low key did a good job with this trade. I'm not gonna hold you up. I well, think talk, the Lions, talk to me about why. Tell me about why. Because because for one, the Lions got draft capital. Even though they draft horrible, horrible, like probably one of the worst drafting teams ever. They they still found a way to get some draft capital. So now they get more picks to play with. So now they can just draft either more worse players and have more options to choose from, or either draft they gotta find a diamond in the rough eventually. A blonde squirrel finds a nut. So I mean, I think that's the plus side of this. Golf is a good uh low budget quarterback when his contract expires, maybe. So maybe you guys save some money on cap, but I don't know who coming to play for the Lions in free agency, but I don't know. Like I said, the draft picks is what won me over in this trade. The Lions won the trade just off the draft picks. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. This, to me, is very reminiscent of another L.A. trade. Um, it It is reminiscent of the Lakers trading for Anthony Davis. And hear me out. Hear me out. Because I, I know that y'all are thinking, you got to be out of your mind comparing Matt Stafford to I, I think you messing with Franklin State, Franklin Saints product when you say stuff hey, like listen. that. But. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. Listen. Just hear me out. This is the only reason I say this. If you think about it, the Lakers wanted to be contenders. They knew that if they kept the young guys, they were potentially, if LeBron stayed healthy, they were going to have a one or two year window where he was good and the young guys were like, close enough to their peak to get them to a championship. But they wanted win now. So they gave up what it took to win now. And it worked out for them. Oh, so you're looking at it for the Rams. Okay, okay. For, nah, I don't I'm think looking at it, I'm looking at it from all sides because if you think about it, the Pelicans knew we're going into full rebuild mode. We have no reason to hold on to this star because we know we're about to start shipping players but, out of the boat. But, but Gibbs, you know the Pelicans knew they was getting Zion. Like, they automatically knew. The Lions don't know, you know what I'm saying, who they... I, I feel that. I, I feel that. But in the same token, for me, when I look at this, I say at the end of the day, both teams got what they wanted. Dan Campbell, the Lions' new head coach, has talked about multiple times. Other than biting kneecaps, the main thing he's been talking about is it's going to be a process. It's going to take some time. So he is already prepping everybody, prepping the fans and the media for, hey, this is a rebuild. This is a rebuild. We're tearing it down, building it back up. And not a Josh Guyton 2K rebuild where you just wait <laughs> until the star pop up in free agency like a year later. And it's like, all right, bet. We're good now. Yep. Like, this is Number one, this is real life. Number two, this is football. Nine times out of ten, one player is not the end-all be-all. 
But then you look at it from the Rams standpoint. The Rams, I've said this for a very long time. If the Rams figured out a quarterback situation, or if they figured out how to get rid of golf and get somebody productive in there, they were going to be a problem. They were going to be a problem. Matt Stafford is about to show the league what exactly what he is because a lot would well not show the league, show the fans, show the casuals who say, oh, well, he's never won and wins our QB stat and his win-loss record is so bad. He's going to show all them. This is what it looks like when you give me a defense that has Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Michael Brockers, all those guys, Taylor Rapp. This is what happens when you give me this. This is what I'm going to do. So that I think that this works out for all sides. Uh, the Lions got a lot of a lot of picks, and at the end of the day, I, I really feel like Brad Holmes. Everybody loves him. Everybody respects him. If he gets the job done as the GM with all these new picks, we own the something. We cooking with grease. So you're banking I, on the Lions drafting good players again. Again, I listen. I only say that because the the Rams. No, the Rams knew their window was closing. Aaron Donald's not going to be Aaron Donald forever. Like, that's just the reality of it. He, uh, at some point in time, he's going to be a very good defensive tackle slash defensive end. He's not going to be uh, an offense-wrecking force anymore. Jalen Ramsey is not going to be, oh, give me your top receiver. He's going for two catches and 25 yards. He's not going to be that forever. So they know we need to get a quarterback in here now. We can't draft somebody with the hopes that this player turns into something in three to four to five years. I got some pushback on that, though, because I feel like when they saw Todd Gurley breaking down, they, they should have made a move then. That's just my honest opinion, because back when Gurley was a monster, the Rams had their best shot. Right. And they didn't right. they didn't go out there right then and there and go figure this situation out. They but stayed, they, they, but at, at that point in time, you got to remember, this is the first ever trade where two number one picks were traded for each other. So what does that mean? Both of these players were at one point in time valued as the best player out of college. Jared Goff, now we know, like, this is, Todd Gurley was there, what, three years ago? We know mm-hmm. in these three years since, like, yo, this, no, 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 he was there two years ago. We've learned in these two seasons since, all right, Jared Goff is trash. We've learned that in those two seasons. Right. That it was too early to call then, but now everybody's like, oh, okay. This kid is, I mean, he's a mid. He's a mid. Like, he's not terrible, but he's also not the type that, like, I need him to make a bunch of plays going down the stretch. He can do that. Stafford is. Stafford ain't got so used to carrying teams on his back. I. He literally is just going to be baffled and confused. Like, wait a minute, dude. Did our defense only give up 15 points this game? Hell no. My defense team. <laughs> what they doing? What's going on? So I mean that's just that's just my outlook on it. I I think this this deal works out for all sides. But let me ask y'all this. Does this make the Rams a contender? Um yeah, yeah, I think it makes the Rams a contender. Are they going to be my favorites to win a Super Bowl going in the next year? No. But I think when you already have a decent amount of weapons and you have a quarterback that's proven that they can. I mean, he's been working for a very long time with little to nothing. So if he has some weapons by his side and you have a quarterback on that team that proves he'll be able to win some games, I think the Rams will easily uh, be in the playoffs next year. As far as being a Super Bowl favorites, I don't think so, but I think they're easily a playoff team. So do, would they would they possibly be in like a 
Mm. I could. Could you see them winning the NFC next year? Like, is that something that you're like, yeah, that's feasible. That's within reach for them. I mean, we don't really know what's going on with uh, a team like like Green Bay. You got to look at the, the we just saw the NFC Championship. It was Green Bay and and Tampa Bay. We don't know what's going on with Green Bay. Tom Brady will probably come back next year, but he'll be 44. Um, so I, I can see the Rams winning the NFC. I think their only like stiff competition next season will probably be the the Seahawks. Well, Drew Brees announced retirement, so we know the Saints are going to be in the tour right. for a they couple of there. years. So, well, unless Jameis magically learns how to play football again. But mm-hmm. other than that, um, I, the NFC gives – it's tricky, bro. It's tricky because you don't know what the NFC East is doing. Like, it looks like a lot of moves going to oh, come stop. out of there. Oh, I'm stop. saying it's like a lot of moves gonna come out of there where those players can go be better on a, on another NFC team. You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of those players could get traded because the, the, they all gonna rebuild at this point. Ain't so a lot of moves those in the world for the NFC East to be anybody in the NFC East. I'm saying they go they, they gonna be bad, but I'm saying like some of the good players in this NFC East because there's some solid defensive players in the NFC oh, absolutely. East. Absolutely, I'll tell you this. Right, if if Washington figures out a, a quarterback. Or a running game. If they just figure out something offensively, Montez Sweat, uh, Chase Young, Ioannidis, they they got some ball players on that defense. That's what I'm saying. And I, I feel like those teams are in complete rebuild. But hear me out, Gibbs. Hear me out. You heard you just named all that young talent, right? Mm-hmm. What if they get Deshaun Watson in Washington? Ah, ah, that's interesting. Mm. That's interesting. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. We go we're gonna talk about the Deshaun. I'm just I'm later. just pointing out that's why I said the <laughs> NFC is tricky because they got a division that's so horrible, but it's a lot of good players it's, in it, the division. They're young. Right. The NFC yeah. the NFC yeah. East is very yeah. young. Except with saying. the exception of the Eagles, the NFC East, all around. That. The Giants are young. Uh the football team is young. I mean that the Cowboys, nah, they they up there, they up there in age. But I mean, actually, no, the, the Cowboys are old. But yeah, the the Giants and the the football team are very young. They both have exactly. a lot of, a lot exactly. of pieces uh, that are very young. Well, since you already skipped ahead on us, Deshaun Watson. No, no, no. Still wants we could, we could, we could, we could. <laughs> I could say this. I could say this. Uh, I think the Rams are the favorites now with Stafford. No matter how many people say that Stafford's overrated or Stafford played for a terrible team, but he didn't help the team. I think they are the most underrated team in the NFC now with Stafford, and I think they should be the favorites for the NFC. I'm going to tell you this. People talk about how terrible Stafford is and all that. His, uh, they, they did a tally of where – the rushing yards were for Stafford and all that. And as far as teams, the Lions were consistently in the bottom five of the league his last five years. His I mean, oh, oh, defense, oh. bottom five of the league, this last year defense is statistically the worst <laughs> of right. all time. I mean, honestly, like, if you ask my opinion, um, you not working with much if in the past decade your your best Running back was probably Javi Best. Oh my! Oh wow! That's right. not a good. You know look. what? You're 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 probably not. I mean, I want to say Carryon Johnson, but Carryon Johnson has such a better offensive line than than Javi did. Oh my! That's a that's a, a very good point. That's, that's a pretty very sad. Good point. 
That's pretty. I have not considered that at all. Carry on, I don't know. I think I would think that I would get a nod to Carry on Johnson, but he's running behind a better line. But it, I mean, it makes the, him look the, better. I mean, don't get me wrong. Javid Best was my guy, but it ain't no reason that should be the best. He shouldn't be, <laughs> should be a discussion for your best tailback, pretty much. Right. That, that's, not <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So so moving on to the Deshaun Watson trade, right? Deshaun Watson still wants out. He's still not happy. They're bringing in folks from the Patriots Brain Trust uh, for once they announce the new head coach, Deshaun was like, all right, pack the mail. I'm going. Please get me out of here. With that being said, who who do you think has the tools to acquire him? Who do you think will acquire him? And what would you give up if you were a head coach for him? Chris, go ahead. I want to see your take on this one. Oh man, this this. So how many years he got left on his deal, um, Gibbs? Uh, he just signed a new one, so he got about four or five left. Okay, so he's long term. Um, well, I it depends on the team. Um, if you have a defensive minded team, I say you you give up a couple pieces because they level your team out. Because Deshaun Watson, and I'm trying to think of a good comparison. He's he's like. I want to say he's almost a cheaper version of Lamar Jackson, like to me, because he actually throws the ball a little bit better than Lamar Jackson. He just doesn't run out the pocket as good as Lamar Jackson. And he's not as hard to tackle as Lamar Jackson. But Deshaun Watson is, he's a, a great talent, young talent. I mean, yeah. I don't know why, I don't know why the team's not knocking on the door of the Texans right now trying to get him. Like I would be throwing at least three draft picks and I'd be giving up some young talent for him. And I would even try to go get the J.J. Watt and the Deshaun Watson package because they both want out of there. So Yeah, Deshaun Watson, what, 25? Yeah, and yep. J.J.'s on the tail end of his career, so he might even take less money to get out of there. So, I mean, hey, I really wanted him to go to the Steelers. That would have been the best-case scenario for Deshaun Watson if he went to the Steelers because a couple reasons. They have a young receiver core that is uh, a scary good receiver core. Chase Claypool, Juju Smith. Washington and Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Thank you. Um, and Deshaun Watson was added to that. Not to mention, we got TJ Watt, JJ Watt's little brother, who they want to play together. We got both of those added to the I, Steelers. Hey, listen, that they're. I'll, I'll tell you this the Steelers are so loaded on defense, they have some pieces to give away. Still. Exactly, but we just signed uh, Haskins, so for one I, I don't think deal. that means much. I don't think that means much. I'm, I'm being, sorry, well, but like, I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, they didn't give Haskins a big enough contract to where I'm like, okay, they're they're backing him no matter what. They gave him a prove it deal. That's like, listen, show us that you can be a professional. We'll keep you here. We'll keep you around. You may be, you may be, if we see enough from you, you may be Ben's heir parent. You'll be the next in the line. But I, I don't see that they have put enough in uh, Haskins or paid Haskins enough to say, like, all right, we're off the table. We are not going for another quarterback. I can't do it. Well, but then the reason why I say I think we're kind of locked up because Big Ben's already announced he don't really care how much money he makes this season. He just Oh, my God. Play. No, so. just retire, bro. <laughs> right. I, I, I want him to retire, especially because how he sold me with the Browns. Like, oh, oh my he Jesus. sold me like 
Dr. He sold Book me like by a team that that practiced what two days the week before because of COVID. Listen, come on, man. He, he sold me more than Guyton. Uh, Kent Bazemore sold Guyton in that NPA 2K game. Oh, my lord. Oh, game. my lord. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, follow this man on Twitch. It, listen. It was tough. It was rough. No. Ken Bazemore was not making nothing. It was <laughs> awful. I said, Steph this Curry is not what I want career, to see. Man. Steph this, saved my career. This is not what I wanted to see in next gen gaming. I, I just, but it was true to life. It was true to life. I'll tell you that much. Guyton, I actually, you know what? Let me, let me hop in right here. Let me hop in right here. I, I'm going to tell you this. The team that I would, the, there are a couple teams that I'm like, y'all need to go get this man at all costs. At all costs. Don't make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Make no bones about it. I'll tell you this. If I were, say, and, and this has been talked about before, uh, Dan Orlovsky said if he was the Giants, he would take Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and three uh, first-round picks. He would call He would call the Texans and don't let him get off the phone with him. I agree. I agree. I think that's Daniel a Jones, lot. Yes, that's a. Here's the thing. I, I don't even know about three first round picks, but I I started two, and I see what the price is. I don't want to drive the price up. I don't want to be the guy that's outbidding with myself, like the Lakers were for Anthony Davis in the beginning, where they were just like, take everything except LeBron. Take half a state. We'll say, take the Clippers half. Take everything. <laughs> we will give you everything. Like, you don't want to be that guy. But if you're the Giants, what else do you have to lose by doing it? Saquon Barkley is a running back. He who's coming off an ACL, by the way. Great player. No doubt about it. Great player if healthy. When healthy. Great player. Dynamic. However... A running back shelf life, even the best ones, what? Eight years? Maybe? Eight years of being elite? We just saw two quarterbacks play in an NFC playoff game that were 43 and 42. Yeah. Because the game is designed to protect quarterbacks, they're going to play longer. And this is not going to get reversed. The rules are not going to start peeling back to see more big hits. I would love it. I would love to see the game be leveled out because right now you can't hit quarterbacks at all. But it's not happening. The fans love to see high-flying, high-scoring football. The rules are designed to give that. If I got a guy who can give me that, I'm going to go get him. By all means. By all means. Because I don't even think, and, and this is one thing that a lot of people don't realize, the, there are certain teams that are like bad teams. Like their record is not reflective. They got five, six, seven wins. It's not because they're a good team. It's just because, or it's not because they're like a decent team. It's just because they kept running into other bad teams that were worse than them or tanking. The Giants aren't one of those teams. Right. They're not. The Giants are a decent team who need a quarterback. And if they got him, it'd be... And then, like you said, Chris, your team, the Steelers... You have so many defensive pieces to give away. You can give away one of those receivers. You can give whoa, away. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying multiple. I'm saying <laughs> just one of them. Just one of them. So, well, wait. Only one receiver can catch the ball at a time. 
You do uh, not. I right. got to. I got to. Right. But we are we are a nice threat. We the only team that has just as many threats as the Chiefs, and like that says a lot. For sure. For sure. I'm not disagreeing with that, but y'all don't got the Chiefs quarterback. Y'all don't got somebody that's near the Chiefs quarterback level. And y'all won 11 games. Now, imagine if you did have somebody like that. Uh, Trust me, I was high on them. I wanted them very, very bad. But I just don't see how we can, as currently constructed, how we could make a deal that the Texans would be like, okay, I'll prove that because they're going to be quarterbackless. We don't have a quarterback to swap for them. Watch this. I'll give you Big Ben. I'll give you uh, – actually, you know what? Big Ben would probably retire if he left. So this right. is what I'll say. I'll say I'll give you Big Ben. If he retires, we'll turn that into a 2023 second-round pick. I'll give you um, – hmm, I'll give you Trey Edmonds. I'll give you two firsts. And I'll give you hmm, – which of the three receivers do you like the least? I'll give you Washington. I'll give you Washington. Oh, four receivers. I'm sorry. Which one of the four receivers do you like the least? I'll give you Washington. You're getting a quality receiver, a quality safety, a a quarterback that is old experienced and can, if he retires, turn that into a second round pick and two firsts. That to me, I... I don't see... And we got Haskins as a backup. Ooh, Haskins you, as a backup. Now you're talking. You, hold on. Hold on, Give. Hold on. I'm listening. I ain't hung you up yet. You see what I'm saying? I ain't hung you up see, yet. You got to hear me out because y'all got the weapons to do it on both sides of the ball. Y'all got that many dynamic weapons on both sides that you can pull off this type of trade <clears> and be like, Ben, I don't care if you want to retire or if you want to go elsewhere, but you can't be here. I'm sorry. After and we know that... Did, the, we know the Texans don't care about receivers. They let Watson, uh, Hopkins go for a bag of Skittles that's half eaten. Exactly. So, with that being said, you done gave them, you've given them more pieces to put a team together that's going to win some ball games than they would have gotten otherwise. And you still give them a chance to rebuild. Because, again, if you're the Steelers, you don't even need those first-round picks for the next few years because you got the time. Your offensive line is not horrible. They're not horribly old. They, you, Your running backs, yes, you need a more explosive running back. You need a big play hitter, sure. But that's literally, you can get a running back anywhere in the draft and be all right. Running backs are that expendable or, or disposable, rather, that we don't see. It's rare to see running backs now who are like, every year I can count on him for 1,500 yards every single year. Zeke Elliott is one. Who else? Everybody else, they just get one or two backs that come in and pop up, and they're like, oh, he's good enough to be a starter. He's our starter now. Rather be first round, second round, third round, fifth round, undrafted. Look at Ronald Jones. Look at Austin Eckler. Look at Phillip Lindsay. Look at it's a lot of guys. And I'm not saying that any of them have had super long, great careers. They've all had good seasons at running back. That's my point. You don't find good seasons at quarterback the way you do at running back. So you use those first round picks, build your, I mean, you use your picks after that because you don't trade away your first, build up the rest of the team, and you'll be all right. You'll be all right. That's just, that's just my two cents on it. That's just my two cents on it. But you know. Yeah. Hey, and then one thing, um, Gears, I want to note, low key, we can give up James Conner too, who's not, not an old back, but he's a, a quality running back. Exactly. 
Exactly. A quality running back that does not have a lot of tread on the tires. Right. Like, and mind you, you're getting a quarterback who threw for 4,800 yards with an interim coach with yeah. no running game. Anybody, I I promise you, I'll give you $20 right now if you could tell me which tight end had the most receiving yards on the Texans right now. <laughs> exactly. I'll give you $20 right now if you could tell me what receiver had the most yards on the Texans. I don't even I can't even name a second receiver on it. That's time. my point. And you give you give him Chase Claypool, Juju Smith Schuster, all that. I don't care what I gotta give up. Like just like Daryl Lasky said, I call him. I'm not letting you get off the phone with me. I'm not letting it happen. Cause when I when we're done with that call, I got Deshaun. You got a future to rebuild with. And like you said, I might even try to sneak JJ in there because he don't want to be there no more. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that's that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, JJ contract expiring soon though, I know, right? He got one more year, I think. Yeah, yeah. But again, so, he he does not want to be there. He don't right, be right, there. right. So I'm I'm saying that to say like he's probably out of there for little to nothing because he gonna walk for nothing anyway. So they might as well get something for him. Exactly. 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 Again, uh, we're we we are not here to give you just a bunch of shenanigans and, and a bunch of blank talk. This is facts over acts. And I'm giving you the facts and the rundown here of a quarterback who threw for 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns. And I want to say only what, seven, eight interceptions. And you, you're trying to tell me that you wouldn't back up the brink. Whatever, whatever do you need Texans? I got it. <laughs> I got it. Whatever you need. And then when you look at 33 and seven, 4,800 yards on this type of team, you say to yourself, oh, well, he he must be horribly immobile. This is Deshaun Watson we're talking about. This is There's nothing right. he can't do. He not He not a Lamar Jackson, but he can get out that pocket and go. Exactly. Nobody's a Lamar Jackson. It, it's, it's Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, than everybody else in terms of scrambling. Like, I think that Deshaun is up there with Kyler, but, like, nobody's Lamar in terms of running that football. But, like, right. it... Whatever you gotta, whatever you gotta give to get them, whatever you gotta give to get them, you give it, you give it. You don't ask no questions. What you need, boss? What you need? But anywho, we gonna we gonna move right on from that because I'm real sorry. Quick, real quick, um, one team I want to throw out there that nobody is really talking about, but I think it would kind of make sense. Who? Um, we we do you see Deshaun Watson going to the Bears? Oh, okay. Now, now, what do the Bears have to trade though? That's the question. Because think about this: they traded away their, they trade away this year's first and next yep. year's first for Khalil Mack. Right. Um. The only thing I could really see them giving away is multiple like mid round picks, which I don't know if the Texans will go for. I don't know what kind of like rebuild they're going for. But if the Bears gave away some second and thirds over the course of the next few years, that might work. I feel that, but the Texans are not giving up Deshaun for anything less. Dude, I, I want to say that they're the, – okay, so when I asked how does the Stafford trade affect uh, this one, it's basically the same way as had Stephon Diggs got traded before DeAndre Hawkins, Bill O'Brien would have knew there's no way I can trade him away for a an older running back who has had injury problems – and the second round pick because 
I don't think that's Stefan Diggs is a good receiver. Is a very good receiver. Yeah. Elite even. I would not trade him for I mean, I would not trade DeAndre Hopkins for him straight up. So with that being said, because this Stafford trade got pulled off first, Stafford is older than Deshaun Watson and less mobile, has had more injuries, has more tread on his body. I don't if this if if Stafford demands two first, a third, and a stopgap quarterback, I can only imagine what you're gonna need to bring to the Texas. <laughs> right. I can know for the Texans, you're gonna have to bring some some big boys. That's why when I said the Steelers, I gave them one defensive starter, one offensive starter, a starting quarterback, and two firsts. Yeah, I, I just look at it like this, because if you look in a division like the NFC North, which is why as a Lions fan, I was hoping that we would get Deshaun instead of Jerry Goff, even though I'm happy with the trade. Um, If you look at uh, how like inconsistent the, the Vikings have been over the past few years, like they've been in the playoffs, but that's not a team where you look at them and be like, they're going to constantly, you know, reel off winning seasons every season. Right. Right. You look at a team like the Packers, where Aaron Rodgers is clearly uh Something is going on over there. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, but we know that we haven't seen the best days out of Green Bay. We know the best days are behind them. So if you look Mm -hmm. at a team like the Bears, who barely snuck into the playoffs, if you grab Deshaun Watson and you possibly grab somebody else, this is giving you like dynasty type potential. You'll be able to run the NFC North for for the next at least five, six years, just based on what these other teams have on the horizon. Exactly. Lions got a rebuild coming. I'm pretty yep. sure the Vikings are going to rebuild as well. They've already yep. started. They've started a soft rebuild, but nobody wants to talk about it. Hey, getting, hey. Rid of, getting rid of Diggs and Everson Griffin, and, and this more players going to be going out the door. Yeah, they started a soft rebuild. What were you saying, Chris? Packers might. Ooh, they might do a soft rebuild. But if Aaron Rodgers yeah. wants out. And that's what I'm saying. Like, with that, with that in mind, you're very right. I, I don't know if the Bears have the assets to pull it off, but again – I don't see, I don't see like this Stafford trade, and and I don't want to use vulgar language, but if any of you have ever seen the movie, uh, the the movie with Christian Dawkins, where he was uh, doing, where he was basically, he was paying the coaches and all that. Did anybody ever see that movie? Mm, I don't think so. Name. Yeah, I don't, it was I don't. it was on HBO. Uh, let me let me try to find the name over here. The scheme. And it was talking about how it was talking about how like players don't get paid, but like coaches are are buying players more or less. Well, there was one coach. They said that the head coach at LSU, who's still there, by the way, was, quote unquote, driving up the price of redacted. Now, when I say (laughs) that uh, he was driving up the price of when the when the assistant coach said, yeah, this coach driving up the price. He was saying that because he was paying so much for players who weren't that good that like the players who were that good then could be like, yo, you got to give me something ridiculous if you want me to come. Right. It's the same thing for this trade market. It's the same thing for Dak Prescott with the look at Mahomes deal and oh, look what the Cowboys did without me. So now, Jerry, you got to pay, pay me. If y'all would have been just a lick of decent, y'all would have been all right. But y'all were trash, hot garbage, just because you didn't have me. So with that being said, look at this trade. Huh, the Texans probably going to walk somewhere and say, hey, listen, I don't. we don't have to get rid of Deshaun. 
he cannot want to be here all he wants. He's under contract. So you come to me with something interesting or he stays. He's miserable. We lose. Y'all are still miserable. Y'all still going to lose. And Bears. Look, we still make them money at the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bears, Giants, Steelers. Even though Steelers are going to find a way to win a decent amount of games, but still. Uh, y- y'all, y'all give us a good amount or we let them walk. And, and, and so, uh, with that being said, I- I'm sorry to take up so much of the time there, but it's just, it's really confusing me that more teams are not like all in on Deshaun Watson because this is, again, this is like football is more of a team sport than basketball. So, basketball, you can, we've seen a player lead his team and Blocks, steals, rebounds, assists, points in a series. We've seen that. It's once in a lifetime, but it's happened, right? In football, you don't have that same thing. So I get why people are like, oh, well, I'm not so sure that I want to destroy the nucleus of my team or destroy the this and that of my team for one player. I get that part. But also, you're talking about one player that's going to be with you for potentially even if he doesn't play as long as Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady for the next 10 years, he'll be 35. He'll be 35. He'll be seven years younger than what we just saw two NFC quarterbacks playing in the playoffs at. You know, I didn't want to go there, but it is Black History Month. All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, Colin Kaepernick couldn't get a job. Uh, hey. What's what's the coach you love, Gibbs? Um, I mean, listen, it's a few of them. It's a few of them. You got Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, got that's, Byron, it. that's it. You got Byron Leftwich. You got Vance, who got outed in Arizona after one year for a Cliff Kingsbury who did not win in college. It's a ton of them. It's a listen, ton listen. of them. Hey, look, Stafford, who got fired for being the Staff- winningest coach in Lions history. Stafford opened his mouth and said, I want to be traded. They got him out of there quick, fast, in a hurry. That's all I'm saying. And, I mean, Deshaun Watson and Stafford, they're almost in the same boat to me. To And, mo- and like, 99.99999% of people, football people, uh, Hall of Famers, analysts, coaches, 99.999% will say, yes, Deshaun Watson is markedly better than Stafford right now. And especially if we're predicting going forward into the future, Stafford's about to be retirement age in a few years. Yeah. He's about to be retirement age. When Stafford in five years, Stafford will be forty. In five years, Deshaun Watson will be thirty. Like, what are we talking about? What are we doing? I'm just pointing out, black quarterback won't out. It's a, it's a, it's a waiting list. I'm just saying. You know what? And, and I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. At the end of the day. This is going to be a everybody loses situation if the Texans don't get rid of them. Because the Texans are still going to be a bad team. You're going to have a disgruntled quarterback who does not want to be there. That energy is going to proliferate throughout your locker room. The teams that did not put up enough, hey, Giants, you're going to keep Daniel Jones. How does that sound? <laughs> hey, 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 Steelers, you're going to keep Big Ben with uh, Mason Rudolph as your backup. Yeah. Mason Rudolph's your future. Ooh. Ooh, wow. That, come on now. Come on now. You got to be out of your mind. You get, When a player like this become available, and I understand that most teams have a rule that we don't leverage our future for right now and all that. But I was always taught you make exceptions for exceptional people. 
Somebody right. throwing for 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, only turned the ball over 10 times on top of that. Scored 40-something touchdowns on over 5,000 total yards as, as an individual here. And you mean to tell me that you don't want to throw the house at him if he want to leave only 25? Child. <laughs> Woo. Woo. If, I'm, if I am any of these teams' fans, I'm pissed. I'm pissed to the high. Um, there was a there was a preacher back home. I can't remember his name right now, but he used to say, "I'm pissed to the highest level of pissivity." Because that's that's what I would be if my team, if I knew my team had pieces, we had assets, we could get Deshaun, and we were like, mm, "The price seems steep." What's the price of a championship? Do you do right? What's the price? But anywho, speaking of uh, speaking of players and, and and moving and and shaking and all that the clippers because we were just talking about teams that are jokes the clippers are no longer a joke or are they they're at the top of the west they're 9 and 1 in their last 10 games fellas are the clippers for real have we disrespected the clippers are they are they better than we gave them credit for being? Not not gives you know good and well. <laughs> you know good and well. You cannot bring up the Clippers and put not respected enough on oh, this show. Lord. You oh, know good Lord. and Listen, well. They in the front of the West by half a game. They they're a full game in front of the Lakers. One full game. How many how many games left in the season? Uh, I well, they've everybody's played about twenty, so there's about fifty left. Yeah. Okay. 50. Okay. So, so I can answer those questions. One, did we uh underestimate the Clippers? Yes. Yes, we did. Um, huh? Did we no. I'm, I'm. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. We're did let we dis- we're did we disrespect the Clippers? Did we disrespect the Clippers? Yes. Yes, we did. But um, the fact that we underestimated them and the fact that we disrespected them are uh are just. I mean, I think. We lost sight of the fact that they have great regular season players and are going to have a great regular season. And because of what happened in the playoffs last year, we're just like, uh, nah, whatever happened in the regular season don't matter, which it doesn't. But I'm not surprised. And I think they have a good enough team to be the number one seed in the Western Conference. Is it going to amount to anything? I highly doubt it. And the reason that I highly doubt it is because I think the Clippers have a good roster. I think in another universe where the Clippers don't suck, they have a potential to win a championship. They're just the Clippers, so they're bound to lose. Um, I think the biggest like question surrounding this team is they can play great the rest of the regular season. They can make it to the playoffs and play great. But once you get to the playoffs, what player do you have to rely on in order for you guys to possibly win a championship? Paul George. That's the end, that's the end of my statement. It sounds like Chris wants the floor to rebut. I will allow it. I'll allow it. I will point back to the year that we all want to forget, but we can't forget the year of 2020. Well, I I remember the Clippers came out the gate sizzling. Like, oh man, the Clippers were killing the NBA. They, I think they was ahead by four games at one point last year. It was three games or four games. They were in the first place by that far. And then it happened. Oh, God. It happened. Don't, don't make me call order of the facts over Axe Court. Don't make me call order of the court. You it happened. The Clippers woke up 
And they stopped dreaming, and they had Paul George being number one, and then he wasn't number one, he wasn't number two, he wasn't number three, he wasn't even number four some games when Lou oh, Will was out. Oh, oh, man. Order in the court. Order in the court. We will not have such blasphemy on facts over at. He was, he was, the problem wasn't that he wasn't the number four, it's that he was their number one. That was the problem. He was their number two. <laughs> and he just, couldn't. he played like number two, okay? And that can't happen. That can't listen, happen. listen, I still, to this day, every time I watch a Clippers game, and, and I watch them pretty frequently because, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch the Clippers play with this lineup. They start Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Nicholas Batum, who 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 I I was a Nicholas Batum stand at one point. Like in Portland, he could do no yeah, wrong the to Blazers, me. He was a five, oh, five, oh, five oh, oh my god! In Portland, he could do no wrong to me. And then Serge Ibaka, they don't even have a center for real. Uh, Zubak is developing they, still. He's all right. They, they don't have a point guard for real either. If we be, they honest. don't have a point. They don't even have a power forward other than Serge. Oh we. Ooh, we. And I mean, we've seen over the course of the past couple of seasons that that's a regular season, uh, you know, formula that works. Exactly. You know Small ball works in the regular season. But here's here's my thing. Here's my thing about the, the Clippers that like, I don't know why more people don't realize this. They are just like every other team that's really good, but can't get over the hump. They suffer from the curse of ISO ball. They don't have a bunch of they. It's Ty Lue. He's not going to run a bunch of sets that just get people wide open. Uh, they just don't – they don't have a bunch of bigs who are really great at pick and pop and pick and roll. It's literally a majority iso ball. So with that being said, iso ball works until it doesn't, until Paul George goes cold, until Kawhi needs rest again, until his knees start hurting, <laughs> until Paul George's knees start hurting. Until Patrick Beverly fouls out again. Oh, and don't forget like, the low management is knocking at the door. Don't Oh, it's it for sure. He done played nine games in a row. His knees are screaming. Again, <laughs> oh, this the most he done played since he was in high school, Gibbs. I, 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 knees said, I beg your pardon. I beg your You think we only missing one game out of 10? Okay, watch how I show up in the end of the season. Ooh, we. Ooh, we. That, you know, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. I don't think that I don't think that we disrespected the Clippers. I think that we got off jokes that rightfully needed to be gotten off. Because when you were talking about LA is our town now, and you don't have any championships, the bare minimum that you have to do is whoop the wheels off the other team that year. That's the bare minimum, <laughs> right? That if you whoop the wheels off them, even if you lose in the finals, you can still say, "Oh, but what happened when we played in the playoffs?" Word. That's what I thought. You can't say this is our city now and then the other team win another championship. Come on, man. That's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. But but with that being said, like Biden said, we have said all along, they are a good regular season team. They'll be good during the regular season. When it's winning time, they will not do the job. So you're telling me, Giz, Paul George not going to go one for 12 in the playoffs this year? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing <laughs> I he's know. He's going to do it. He's going to go one for 12. Kawhi Leonard knee's going to be achy. He's going to have to sit down somewhere. Uh, um, Pat Bev going to rack up the text. And then you're going to be stuck with Nicholas Batum, uh, Nicholas Batum, Serge Ibaka, 
Zubats, uh, is Landry Shamit still there, or did he? he yeah, did yeah, he, he there, he there. He just running wind sprints though. Oh, okay. So, no, 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 no. Actually, no. Luke Kennard, yeah, Luke Kennard. Oh, Larry just okay. on the Brooklyn Nets. He on the he Nets. On the Nets. He, he, he running wind sprints with the Nets too. Audience, Ooh. he running wind sprints with them too. Ooh, wow, Luke Kennard. <laughs> Speaking of which, what a game changer. <laughs> Since we talking about wind streaks, you know I gotta throw it in there. Okay. Well, well, come on, let us know about your part streak. Let us know. Because no, actually, no, no, I was gonna say the Rockets is one five in a row since they traded James Harden. Oh well, well, well. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. I knew from the jump. I said, wait a minute now. James Harden is talking out the side of his neck, saying this team, he's done everything he can, and they just don't have what it takes. James, it's it was like what was it nine games in when he said that? Yeah, like, bro, it was nine games into the season. And now they're nine and nine at eighteen games. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> and mind you, they're nine and nine. Like, without without a true number one who has not been consistently injured the past few years. Like, James, you could have made it work. You could have made it work. But anywho, we're gonna let we're gonna let James Harden go. And I'm proud of your Clippers. I mean, I'm proud of your uh, Rockets for being six and four in their last ten for pulling themselves up a little bit from what looked like it was gonna be a lost season. Oh, they probably have recovered the second best from the bad start outside of uh, probably the Warriors. They'd be the only other team that, like, they Denver. start off just, oh, yeah, Denver Denver as well. Denver as well. Mm-hmm. They Other than those two teams, I think the Rockets probably have done the best job of recovering uh, as of late. We'll see if they can continue this momentum. Me- Memphis on the sixth game, too, as well. But okay, let me let me talk to you for a minute, Chris, because we, we talked about <laughs> we talked about your betting. We talked about your your long shots before. Can we take a look back and see how your long shots for these uh, player awards are doing? All right, I'm gonna start with the good first versus the bad because nobody want to hear the bad for real, and I don't like being wrong all the time. But it's long <laughs> shots for a reason. It, it was long shots for a reason. It's still early in the season, so well, actually, I, I'll do the losses first because I, I'm gonna be honest, Jeff T. He was in a perfect position the first couple games where he looked like he could be a six-man candidate, which he still is technically. His numbers are not that bad, where he still can be a six-man of the year candidate. Like, it's not like it wouldn't be abnormal. But he's came in, he's played down the stretch when they had uh, Kimball Walker out, and he, he had games where he's had 16 to 18 points off the bench. So, and he's came in and he's had 16 and five off the bench. But I didn't expect Peyton Pritchard to be this good as he as he is. So that that's that's I mean that's why it's a long shot. You know, uh, you're not gonna be right all the time. Exactly. Long shots are not favorites for a reason. That's a reason. Right. Right. So my long shot for Coach of the Year though was Monty Williams, and I will say the Suns are ten and eight. Mm. So the Suns are actually looking like a playoff team this year and a lot of that they haven't even had Devin Booker healthy all the way. He's been in and out the lineup. Chris Paul has played. Almost as well as he did last year, but he still hasn't really jailed all the way. Aiton's missed a couple games. Um, they just lost Kelly Oubre, one of their solid options, who forgot how to play basketball in Golden State. I don't know what happened to Kelly Oubre, but the uh, the monsters took his talent. Yeah, yeah, that, that's we that's we <laughs> gonna took go that with. shot right up off, bro. That, that's we gonna go with. But the Suns look like a playoff team, and Monty Williams looking like a genius because he's been playing with scraps a lot of nights because his star's been in and out the lineup, and he's still been winning games. Like they've been, they've been the favorite in their eighteen games. They've been the favorite for fourteen of those games. 
fun fact for y'all. They've been the favorite for 14 of their 18 games. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the long shots that I were on the money with that you could have put $10 on and win 100 or more, or you could have put $20 and won 2000 or more, was Jokic and Paul George as MVP candidates. Jokic just entered the top five as MVP. And I, I said on the show, I don't think he could win it. But it's a good bet because he's not as flashy as he should be. You know, Jokic, but Jokic been playing with that sauce. This like this white man is. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen. He been throwing over the over the head passes. He been throwing behind the back pass. He been throwing the nutmeg passes. He Jokic has been balling. He just dropped 47 on the defensive player, previous defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert. He owns Gobert every time they play. Oh God. He just please dropped 47 points. Please, please don't show Shaq that. Whatever you do, do not tell Shaq about <laughs> that, boy. He just put 47 and 12 on the league's best center defender. The and league's best. And he's one and a half assists away from averaging a triple-double. I mean, he's, hey, uh, listen, a listen. 25 point, a 26-point triple-double, actually. So, I mean, listen, listen. Jokic is is is. Neck and neck with Embiid and LeBron. You heard it here out my mouth. Right now, as this current day, February 1st, Jokic is third behind LeBron James and Joel Embiid for MVP. Giannis is slightly behind them, and it could go either way, but the Bucks have been losing a lot of games they should have won. So I'm putting Denver there because they started off bad because Jamal Murray was playing like trash. Jokic picked up the slack for Jamal Murray and him in the beginning of the season. So... That right there alone is Jokic is a top three MVP candidate right now for me. So that long shot right there, if you put money on that, because I told you to, if you lose it, that was a great bet. I don't care what you say. That was a great bet. Well, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. So, all right. Also, can we take a look at one more long shot that Chris did provide for you? But uh, uh, we still got to talk about it. Uh, I, you know where I'm going to go. You man. know where I'm going to go. I said that. I told y'all. I said, listen, the Cavs are a playoff team. Nobody wanted to believe me. Nobody wanted to believe Now, listen, right now they're sitting at seventh in the East. They're in front of the Hornets and the Knicks and the Raptors. And the heat. I, and the heat and the heat as well. Here's the thing: the heat, they play in Florida. They are in Florida. COVID has been running through Florida like a tomb raider. I'm sorry, like that's just the facts. That's just the facts of the matter. That's just the facts of the matter here. They have had eight players miss 30 or more, or I'm not 30. They have had eight players miss, yeah, it was a combined 30 games between them. I'm sorry, but that that Heat team, they're good. When they get healthy, when this when this pandemic is over, sure, I wholeheartedly think they went beat out the uh, the Cavs and as far as getting in the playoffs. But as it currently stands right now, um, I'm fine with that. The Hornets, they refuse to start Melo because he turns the ball over too much. Today he's getting his first start though. Today he is getting his. First. I was just about to say, somebody needs to tell that coach stop smoking crack. <laughs> we, we call it Franklin Saints product. We call it. You're Franklin right. Saints you're right. I'm sorry. We're we're trying to clean up our act here on Facts Over Act. So you need to stop smoking Franklin Saints product. Knock it off. <laughs> you got the Knicks. Who the Knicks are now nine and twelve, and and on the outside looking in on the playoffs, and everybody talked about how great they were playing in the beginning, which I told everyone this is what Tibbs does. In the beginning of the season, you're going to work harder than everybody else. So, yes, you're going to win games that you shouldn't. But then 
How many games has Obi Toppins missed with knee problems already? No, are, way are too you many. Getting, are you getting where I'm going here? Tibbs is going to be Tibbs is going to be Tibbs. He's going to wear those boys' knees out before the midpoint of the season. That's just what he's going to be topping like 19, 20, bro. Like, do you realize he could possibly still get taller and, and like, you know, gain some weight? Like, Tibbs is going to hurt it. R.J. Barrett. (laughs) R.J. Barrett is another one. R.J., I I know that you've been playing really well recently. I'm sorry. Sorry to those knees, sir. Sorry to that Achilles, sir. I'm sorry. I I hope that I'm wrong. I wish all the health and goodness on y'all. But even Julius Randle, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep up at this pace that he's been cracking out. I don't know. Yes, he's 26 and young, but also, this is Tibbs. He ruined Jimmy Butler playing too hard. Do you understand? Do you know how hard you got to work your starters for Jimmy Butler's body to break down? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, Tibbs is going to do his Tibbs thing. So, long story short, my long shot of the Cavs making the playoffs looking pretty nice. Okay, so the uh, it's too late to do uh, playoff picks anymore. So, the last game was the 17th game, I believe. The Cavs were sitting at 9-9 nine and nine when that – no, 9-8. Uh, and eight. No, seven and eight. And then they won one and lost one. So did I put them at 17 games? They were a plus 990. So therefore, if you put $10 down, you win $99. So you put $100 down, you almost win 1000 So that was Gibbs' long shot. It was, a, it, was a, it was a super long shot, but it's looking like they could, they could do it. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. They are right now in the spot where – they can't lose two games and have the teams behind them win two. But again, I don't trust those teams to do that. I just don't. Only team Cal- I think might give you problems, kid, is the Heat. I don't think Toronto is a is a betting team. This, I mean, I don't think they're a playoff team this year. All I'm saying is the Cavs playing one of the worst uh, co- divisions in basketball right now. In in the Central, it's horrible. Outside the Bucks, everybody else is just doo-doo water. They're awful. <laughs> you got the Pistons. You got the the Bulls. You got the uh, the Pistons, Bulls, the Pacers. And is that it? Yep. Yep. Pistons, Bulls, and Pacers. Come on now. That's, that's some easy pros right there. That's some... Oh no, Je- Jeremiah Grant is going to... He's, he's going to scare us to death. Ooh. Blake Griffin, who can't jump anymore, is gonna he's he's gonna dribble between his legs us to death. Ooh. <laughs> like, come on, man. Anywho, I know y'all tired of us ragging on these players. I, I know y'all tired of hearing me cry about Matt Stafford leaving. I, I know that y'all are tired of Chris and these long shots, but we try to make you money, so bet responsibly as always. Anywho, but y'all hit it down top of the plan. Y'all know what that means. Just come on back next week and a week after that, and a week after that, and a week after that. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah.